Before we start today's episode, I want to give you a heads up that this is a two-parter. Tune in to part one today, then come back next week for part two. Enjoy! Hey, I'm Caitlin Cuevas, the girl behind all things Think Happy. I'm a wife, mom of two cute and crazy kiddos, and a lover of golden doodles, cheesy analogies, and pump-up music. I've taught hundreds of women what I'm here to teach you, and that's how to reduce your daily stress, decrease your unproductive time, and most importantly, increase the amount of time you have to pour into you. Join me each week as we dive into topics such as time and task management, increasing productivity, building habits and routines, keeping your cup full, and so, so much more. Welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. Welcome back, not only to the Think Happy podcast, but welcome to 2024. And uh, I have a very special guest with me right now who is going to help me record the intro for today's show. Norna, you want to say hi? No. You don't want to say hi? I need to watch a movie. You need to watch a movie. Hey, Norna, how old did you turn in December? Say it. Say it into the microphone. I'm three. I'm three. Yeah. And hey, did Santa come? Yeah. Say it in the microphone. Say it loud. I can't say it loud. You can't say it loud. All right. Well, we're having a little bit of stage fright, and that's okay. She has always wanted to play with mommy's microphone. So, you want to say anything, Nornar? Do you want to sing Old MacDonald? Mm. You can sing it right here. No. No? <laughs> okay. This was a swing and a miss. Guys, I'll be right back after I go get Nornor set up with Encanto. Okay. I'm back. That was a hoot and a half. Um, I hope you enjoyed the little intro with Eleanor. Um, okay. Yeah. It's January. It's the first episode of January. What in the world? You know, I am such a sucker for the holiday season. Um, the Cuevas family started listening to Christmas music in January. Sorry, not January. In October. Um, we continued listening to it until January, though. And I will say, as much as I love the holiday season, I also get super nerdy and super excited to get back to, you know, quote unquote, regular life. So I'm 100% the type of person that thrives in the, you know, turning a new page feel that comes with January, that comes with starting a new year. Uh, (laughs) Hold on a second. No pun intended. Um, I just said turning a new page. And today's episode is about books and reading. So I'm pretty impressed with myself. Anyway, um, so yeah, the holidays were glorious here at the Cuevas household. Um, The kids had so much fun on, you know, Christmas Eve. We got to uh, go to church with my family. We came back home and uh, we had Christmas Eve dinner with a bunch of our neighbors. And it was just so fun. The kids were running around um, playing with toys, watching Christmas movies, eating all the snacks, so many Rice Krispie treats. Mm, They are so good, though. The homemade ones are one of my favorite uh, sweets ever. 
And then Christmas morning was so magical. Santa brought Eleanor and James a playground in their backyard. Eleanor just was quite literally speechless. Um, It was so great. After um, opening Santa's gifts and stockings, we went over to my parents' house where we stayed for the rest of the day. We opened presents. We ate. We cooked. We drank wine. We tried on our new clothes that, that we had gotten from from my parents. And uh, it was just so much fun. Bailey was there with her fiance. Um, My parents were there, my sister, Emily, we just we had so much fun. Eleanor got to play outside in the backyard. She got a uh, frozen ball. It's just like a rubber ball that has Elsa and Anna on it. And um, she was playing outside with her new ball. It was just it was so much fun. And we actually spent the night at my parents house that night. Then on the 26th, we woke up, came back home, uh, totally chilled. The kids got to play um, with their Santa presents. So lots of swinging, lots of going down the slide, lots of hanging out in the backyard. It's been beautiful weather here in Houston. And that afternoon after our kids naps, we went over to Peyton and Ashley's house. Peyton and Ashley are um, my in-laws. So Peyton is Oakley's oldest brother. Ashley is his wife. They have two kiddos. Also, they live uh, just a couple blocks away from us, like literally 10 minutes away. And we spent the second half of the day with them. We had dinner with them. We opened presents. And again, it was just glorious. The girls... um, did gingerbread houses and um oh it was just so much fun it was so much fun this whole holiday season has been nothing i mean god it's just been everything i could have hoped for it has been so magical for my kids and for me i cannot remember a christmas that i was so excited for since being an adult i could not wait to see christmas through eleanor's eyes just you know she gets it now. She woke up Christmas morning and she was so excited that that Santa had come and she actually wanted Santa to do her hair, which, uh, God, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. Um, okay, so with that being said, there there is just like a little bit of an update from uh, the Cuevas household. Now it is time for me to introduce today's episode. I am joined by my new friend, Kara Infante. So Kara is the host of the Bookish Flights podcast. Her show is so much fun. So each episode, um, she has a guest on and each guest gets to pick a book flight. Okay, so they put together three books to be part of their book flight. I actually was on her show and I got to pick my own book flight. That episode aired uh, just a couple weeks ago, okay, at the end of December. So go listen to it. Go figure out what my book flight is. And yeah, it was, oh God, it's a, it's a really fun show to listen to, especially if you like reading. Okay. Anyway, so Kara, Kara is a physical therapist turned podcaster, and she's also a military spouse. She lives in San Diego with her husband and her three kiddos when she is not busy creating content for her show or reading books. She loves being outside and exploring with her family and her friends. So 
with that being said, I am so excited for you to, you know, get to hang out with Kara and me for a little bit. So here goes part one. Enjoy. All right, Kara, welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. I am so happy that you are here with us. How How is your day going so far? It's going good. Like you said, it's Monday morning, so yeah. just getting back into the swing of things after a, a busy week. My son had, they had parent-teacher conferences all last oh. week, so he had a lot of half days and days off, so we're back to our normal routine this week. I always love getting back to normal routine, like when we're out of town or like when there's like holiday weeks, stuff like that. I have so much fun with that stuff, but getting back to normal routine is totally my jam. And I feel like for him, he is a very like, not regimented, but he just does really well with a schedule. So I feel like it just felt like a really off week for us all. So (laughs) yes, I am ready to hit, you know, hit the ground running and roll back into routine. I totally get that. I totally get that. My kids were sick last week. They had this like on again, off again stomach bug. And it felt like it, I don't want to say it derailed our entire week, but the whole week, like it never felt like the day of the week that it actually was. Like I just kind of felt like I was living in this little like twilight zone of like, are they going to wake up sick again? Is it going to be coming out of the front or the back? Like, we just don't know with this stomach bug because it was a little bit of everything. (laughs) That is motherhood right there. Like you just cannot plan for anything, right? (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) So we've already kind of just gone, gotten right into it. So let's back up just a second. Yeah. Let's start just... Introduce yourself. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about your family, your own podcast. I'm just going to turn it over to you. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Kara Infante, and I am a military spouse, and I have three kids. They're eight, five, and three. So I have two boys, their bookends, and a girl in the middle. And we are a hybrid family now because we, my oldest goes to a brick and mortar school. I homeschool my middle child. And then my three-year-old is also home with us. So they have a little fun, you know, dynamic between the two of them. And with being a military spouse, we moved a lot the past few years, which is why we went the homeschooling route. So I never Mm -hmm. envisioned myself being a homeschooling mom either. You know, I, at 25, I graduated as a physical therapist and I thought I would be a physical therapist forever. And doesn't life have a way of inserting itself and just putting opportunities in front of us that take us a different path than I ever thought I would be, you know, at 18 or 25. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I, I'm originally from Chicago. I we're living now in San Diego with the military and it has been so much fun to travel the world yeah. and having three kids and staying at home with them. I feel like our, you know, we're kind of within a budget, but moving around with the military, we've been able to travel and explore the area that we are living in at that time. So it really has afforded us a lot of great opportunities. That's amazing. Um, your husband's with the Navy, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's right. Because I remember talking about that when we first connected and my uncle is, um, or was in the Navy. He's now in the reserves, Okay. but also lives in San Diego. Oh, yes. So, yeah. 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 And so when you said San Diego, I was like, oh, that's right. I'm pretty sure it's Navy. So there yeah. we go. 
Yeah. So we're here to talk about, you know, creating time for yourself and the importance of pouring into yourself, but with a really fun twist, which is how books play into that. So just to set the stage for the listeners, Tara and I originally connected through the podcast world. She has a podcast called Bookish Flights. We'll talk about it you know, throughout the show. Um, But so when we first jumped on a call just to chat about if there was an opportunity for us to collaborate, when we got to talking, we absolutely, totally hit it off. And (laughs) Kara has an amazing story, one that moms, pretty much any mother will be able to relate to. So to start this conversation, Kara, let's begin maybe with... Just the the beginning of motherhood for you and how it can be tough to stay you, like quote unquote you when you become a mom. So can you tell us your experience with feeling like you had lost some of yourself when you entered motherhood? Yeah. So we had, like I said, my oldest is eight. And so when I had, I was working full-time as a physical therapist at that point. And I actually, I'm a pelvic floor uh, pregnancy postpartum type therapist by trade. So I had worked with a lot of moms. And again, I feel like you have this idea of what you think motherhood is going to be like, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) As we laughed in the beginning of this podcast, it will hit you in the face and be like, nope, that's not it. It'll be totally different than you ever imagined. (laughs) (laughs) And so again, working with moms, pregnant, postpartum, I again had this vision of what I thought motherhood would be. So we had my oldest and I went back to work. I took, I think I took four months off and I went back to work full time and my husband had gotten you know, about a year out from when we move, we get an idea of what our next set of orders are going to be. So where we're going to go next. And sometimes you get a choice. It's not always your wish list, but you sometimes get a choice. And our first opportunity was to go overseas. And we're like, well, we're going to be new parents. And not that we lived near family, but we wanted to have the ability for our family to come. So we're like, we don't know that we really want to go overseas. It's going to be that much harder them to come visit us if we do that. So we decided to wait for one year and just wait and kind of roll the dice to see what would come up next. So we were, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned, we were living in Virginia at the time. So we stayed in Virginia, had our oldest son. I remember my mom came for two weeks and like just being so overwhelmed. I was so glad she was there to help and run errands and like make sure we had food on the table because it just, that first part as a new mom, It's so overwhelming. It's insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like the craziest. (laughs) So I finally got my feet underneath me a little bit and I had a patient that ran a home daycare. So she was able to take my son and I had a really good relationship with her. I had seen her daughter as well. And um, she really helped guide me. She was kind of like my mom on the ground because we didn't have family there. So she really helped guide me and, oh, he should be doing this or he should be Mm -hmm. doing that. And just... Again, things I had no idea about. So I kind of maintained my sense of who I was at that point. I mean, I was tired and trying to work a full-time job, but I maintained a bit of who I was at that point. Fast forward the next year, we're up for, you know, looking at orders again, and Italy was on the table. And so we're like, well, if you talk to anybody in the military, they're like, go overseas if you ever get the opportunity. Like, don't even question it. Just go. Right. Right. So we're like, well, okay, 
maybe this is God's sign of like writing on the wall of here, I'm offering you overseas again, so you should do it. So we knew though, with going overseas, the other biggest hangup was I was going to have to leave my job. Because Mm -hmm. my husband is a physical therapist too, and he wasn't going to be my boss. So we knew I would be going to a stay-at-home mom status. And that, I think, for my husband, you know, he'll tell you to this day, that was like his biggest concern was he didn't want to take my job away from me by doing this. And I was like, you know what? We wanted, we knew we wanted to have other children. So we're like, maybe, maybe this is the time. Like our son was going to, he was 18 months old when we moved. This is going to be the time of life to stay at home with them. So we move overseas. I go to not working. um, And that was the first time I really experienced this, like, well, who do I say that I am, right? Like, what is my identity now? And I think that our society a lot of times doesn't value the stay-at-home mom, right? And before I was a contributing member to society, right? And Mm -hmm. I was helping people and that feels good. And that was kind of taken away. And I, not taken away. I shouldn't say that. We made this conscious choice together, my husband and I. Right, right. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And... So it just became, okay, well, in three years, when we move back to the States, I'll go back to work. And this was what I I was telling myself for three years. And I I did volunteer. I worked pro bono when we lived there one day a week, just enough to keep up my license. Mm -hmm. And, but I always had this hard time, you know, we're taught to have an elevator pitch, right? Of like, who that you say that you are, like, who do you say in a minute of Mm -hmm. that you are? And I was like, well, who do I say that I am when I'm a stay-at-home mom? Like, it was really, it took me probably six to nine months just to settle into being a stay-at-home mom. Like, slower pace of life. How do I fill my day? What do Mm -hmm. I do? How do I maintain my sanity for 10 hours of the day before my husband comes back home? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So When there's no other adults to talk to. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And I also lost... You know, your job gives you the ability to make a community. Mm -hmm. And when now that we move with the military and I don't go into a job, it is that much harder for me to make a community or I have to put in more effort, right? Because it's not like fall in your lap. I'm going to a new job. I have coworkers I can talk to. Maybe Mm -hmm. they'll become my friends. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of that. But I I think that was my first realization of that identity shift. As I'm sitting here, I'm drinking the most delicious cup of Kerbeans coffee. Kerbeans is a wife and husband duo who turned their passion for coffee into a business. They are so sweet and it makes me so happy seeing their business thrive. Now, let me tell you why Kerbeans is thriving. To put it simply, it's because their coffee is amazing. Think Happy has had the honor of getting to pick a Think Happy signature roast. These dark roasted Mexico beans smell like a good day waiting to happen. When brewed, they create the smoothest cup of coffee you have ever tasted. And it is even still good after being reheated. If you're like me and frequently get pulled away from your coffee, you know that's important. And I have a special treat for you. Think Happy listeners receive 15% off their order of Kerbeans. Head to kerbeans.coffee. Kerbeans is spelled K-I-R-B-E-A-N-S. And use code THINKHAPPY at checkout for your 15% discount. Again, that's kerbeans.coffee, code THINKHAPPY for 15% off. So going from being a working mom to being a stay-at-home mom is already a huge transition. And then add on top of that, you had just moved to Italy. Yeah. 
that those are two huge, huge changes that you just served up to yourself, like you said, willingly, literally simultaneously. That's a lot. Yeah. And with the time zone change, right? Or oh, the differences, yeah. it's like you, when you want to call your friends back in the States, you're like, well, we're nine hours apart. So when can I call? And even mm-hmm. just figuring out that gap of, yeah. okay, how can I connect with my people until I can make a group of people here that are mine? Exactly. I have gone through similar identity, not crises, but just like, who am I now that like I'm a mom? And I, not that I ever thought I wasn't going to love being a mom, but I think I loved it even more than I was like expecting to love it. And at the same time, I also love working. Um, And so it has been tough to like find that balance and the listeners know um, I left my nine to five when I um, left for maternity leave for James. So that was um, about a year ago at the time okay. of this recording. Um, and that that maternity leave with James was so much harder than my maternity leave with my oldest, Eleanor. I think because I knew I had my nine to five that I was going back to. Maternity yeah. leave was tough for me both times because I have, I, you know, my platform, a lot of stuff I talk about is productivity. And when you're in maternity leave, like <laughs> the most productive thing you're doing is feeding your baby every three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that already was tough for me. But adding the element of going back to working for myself at a business that I had just started and there is no stability and I had just given up a secure paycheck and routine and all of this. I, Looking back, I wish I had enjoyed my maternity leave with James Moore, but truth be told, that was a really, really tough time of just like, well, is, is this who I am now? Like, I don't know. And sometimes I still honestly don't feel like I know because, you know, we were joking at the beginning of this episode about last week when my kids were sick. I am, I find myself being so grateful that I made the decision to leave my nine to five, to like lean into Think Happy as my full time job, especially during this phase of my life, because, you know, I did not feel guilty about missing work. Every single meeting that, I postponed, you know, the person, it would be like if I had to postpone this conversation with you. I'm not going to email you and be like, hey, Kara, I'm so sorry. Both my kids have stomach bugs. Can we reschedule? And you'd be like, oh, no, sorry. Actually, that doesn't work for me. Um, (laughs) You know, like, it's just, I now, and I'm rambling here, but I'm now in this situation where like everyone who I get the opportunity to work with is in a similar situation as me. And it's like, they're beautiful and that we lift each other up and are flexible with each other and and whatnot. But at the same time, there's still this huge part of me that is getting used to like, oh, well, when our kids are sick, like that's my whole work day that is gone now. And um, I guess... I feel like what you're saying is that this type of job, right, it allows us to like see the human in one another. Yes. 
Yes. Right? That we are, life happens. And again, when you're working with a lot of moms, you're like, yeah, we realize things hit the fan and like your, your day is just crumbled and that's it. And I would go through the same thing of when I would debate in my head. I mean, this was pre-COVID times, people. So, but if I was kind of sick, right, maybe I had a runny nose or I had a cough, I'm like, do I go into work today? And I'm like, well, that's canceling 10 patients off yeah. my schedule. Mm-hmm. If I call in that now I have to try to figure out how to fit into another day exactly. to see them, you know? So now it's like, okay, I have the freedom of time to do, mm-hmm. you know, fit this job into the cracks. I mean, I'm not recording every day, so I'm not letting people down if I have to, you know, quote yeah. unquote, call in sick. Um, but that was, a, I now I can't even imagine with my three kids because my husband is the breadwinner. So I'm the default parent just by the nature of that relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'd be calling in every time and canceling exactly patients all right? the time because my kids, <laughs> you know, kids are kids. Kids are kids. <laughs> Um, I was talking to a friend the other day about how it's this really weird sensation for me when I like am calling in or, you know, unable to work for a day because my child is sick because I feel fine. Yeah. But I am still unable to work. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, it's so weird because like, I'm not the sick one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, man, this is already like such a, a fantastic conversation. So, so we've talked about feeling like we lose, you know, part of who we are. And I think that a really awesome part of this journey is when we get to come around and start, you know, looking for ourselves again, start trying to find that part of ourselves, find, you know, what makes me, me type of thing. So my next question here is how, how do you go about finding yourself or how did you go about finding yourself? And then my follow-up question to it is how did books and reading play, you know, or how were they part of that journey for you? Yeah. This is such a great question because it is like the joy, right? Of finding joy for yourself again. Yeah. And so fast forward, we had two more kids while we lived in Italy. And I remember my whole mantra at this time was, I'll go back to work when we move back to the States, right? This was the mantra I had told myself. And kind of like you were saying, if you know you're going to go back to routine, I feel like your mindset is different. Yes. So we're set to move back and it is July of 2020 when we moved back to the States. Mm. And needless to say, lots of PT clinics are not open because it's now 2020. Yes, everyone knows what that means. (laughs) Yeah, and we were like, okay, so we're moving back. My, We knew the job my husband was going to, we were going to be moving three times in two years. And we also, my son was going to be starting school for the first time. It was going to be virtual kindergarten. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about virtual kindergarten. I mean, I'm already staying at home. What if I just continue to stay at home to support our kids through these next three moves? And that Mm -hmm. way they're not going to three different schools in two years. Like that just sounds stressful to me. And I'm not even the child that has to to go to a new school that many times. So here I am again, 
choosing the role of staying at home with my kids. At that point, you know, I'm three and a half years into the stay-at-home mom journey. So I was a little bit more comfortable with that and who Mm -hmm. that I said that I was. But it also made me be like, maybe I'm really not going back to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like now I'm choosing five years to be Mm -hmm. at home with my kids, which I realized at this point, I now had a new mantra that when I am 80, I will have been so glad I had this time with my kids. And, you know, I would tell myself this on my hardest days, right? Like when the kids are screaming, I want to scream. <laughs> yes. You know, our pets' heads are falling off. Sometimes I do scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I would tell myself that when I am 80, I'll be so glad I have this time with my kids. Not that I went to see Miss Smith for her back pain at the PT clinic. Like that right. is not what I want. Right. My values and my perspective and my mind shift mind really had shifted to my family is my most important thing. This is my legacy. My legacy is my family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you start to maybe tease out the busyness of your life, right? And just say, what really matters? What Mm -hmm. really matters here? If I'm saying my family is what is going to be the most important thing to me when I'm 80, are the things I'm doing in my day making sure that that is going to be what's going to happen? And I still have to check in with myself because inevitably we get busy, right? We let all these things come in and, you know, this part of life pulls us here and says, this is important. And the other part of life pulls us here and says, this is important. But I think that is the beauty of motherhood, of slowing down with your kids. You truly have the time to think about what matters to you. What yeah. makes your heart sing? You know, I mean, if we can be like that and what, what do I need to do to make sure that I get there? And so now I can see how beautiful this time of being a stay-at-home mom was, is it took out the busyness of having a job and running to the clinic and running here and running there, you know, taking my kids to where they need to be so I can get where I need to be. My mind has had time to sit here and think why I'm feeding my baby every three hours to sit and think about what really matters. Yeah. And so now I can take that and say, okay, what do what do I need to do? And so I'll in 2020 when we moved back and I had this realization of like, well, what is the reality of me going back to a PT clinic at this point? I started thinking about, well, what else could I do? You know, I we had a We moved back. What was my son? He was five. We had a five, two, and like a four-month-old when we moved back to the States. And my husband deployed three months after we got back for seven months. So it was like this wild year. So it was not the year to start something, but I started thinking about what I could do. And I had seven months to really think about it because I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm so tired. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I have a four-month-old. I don't have the bandwidth to start anything. And I knew my husband was gone. So I was like, I don't have a support system. So I need to, you know, I'll just use this time to brainstorm and podcasting kind of popped in my mind. I'm like, that could be something that I could do in my spare time in the day. And it gets me back talking to adults, which was one thing. And one thing I realized I missed about being in the PT clinic was getting to know people's stories. I mean, we Mm -hmm. see people for six to 10 weeks. You see them for an, I saw them for an hour each time. And I really got to learn about who people were. And I missed that part. Yeah. 
I miss that part. And I've realizing podcasting now that I have a podcast is doing that for me. I'm getting to hear a bit of people's story and we'll talk about more about what my show is in a little bit, I think. So I'll save that. Um, But how I kind of got to that is I started asking myself, what do people call me about? Like if I'm going to start a podcast, what should I talk about? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, obviously people, I'm like an injury clinic. Sometimes people call me and try to triage their injuries and figure (laughs) out what they need to do. Um, But that just didn't really excite me because I felt like I would run out of ideas to talk about. I'm like, okay, I could think of like 10 to 15 episodes, but then what would I do after that? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the other thing I've always been has been a reader. I've been a reader my entire life. I read a ton during motherhood, right? Like when you're in the house, you've been in the house all day. You can't escape because your kids are napping, but you have a mm-hmm. moment of peace. You're, yeah. you know, your significant other's not at home. And you're like, well, and I really got back into reading again, Um I would read in in my free time during the day. I would read at night when my husband would fall asleep with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I really discovered my my love of reading because I could escape through the pages, right? I wasn't yep. able to leave my house, but I could escape to a different world in a book. And yep. it was such a mental like relief almost. It kept my sanity. For sure. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. That. Yeah. So, or I pop in an audiobook when I'm folding three buckets of laundry and doing the sink full of dishes. I pop in an audiobook and my house is inevitably cleaner because I've, I'm now listening to a book that has me distracted from the exactly. mundane tasks of daily life. <laughs> and so. especially if, so there's a, a, a task management strategy that's called pairing. And okay. it's when you pair something that you want to be doing with something that you don't necessarily want to be doing to help encourage you to do the thing that you don't want to do. And so love it. That's exactly what that is. You know, well, I want to keep listening to this audio book, you know, like what's going to happen next? This is a cliffhanger. So I might as well keep on cleaning the house so I can keep yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize I was using such a nice strategy there, but you now I have a term there. for it. Look at you there. So sometimes people will use that strategy like when they're exercising or, or going to the gym or something like that on a treadmill to watch a TV show or, or whatever it might be. So it's a good one. It's a good yeah. strategy to use. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so so something that I think is very unique about this conversation is we are specifically talking about books and how reading is a way that women and moms and really whoever can create time for themselves. But I think that books and the act of reading can really be replaced with a variety of different outlets for whatever um, a mom might be looking for. So when I ask you this next question, I think that really um, your answer will probably be applicable to any sort of outlet. So how have you been able to make reading a priority in your life? Yeah. So I I feel like we talked about this all the time as a physical as a physical therapist and people to do their exercises, right? And how to mm-hmm. take care of themselves. And I truly believe that structuring your day, right? And I would tell people, make it a routine. Like, just Mm -hmm. like you brush your teeth two to three times a day, you put in whatever that might be, you put that in like a part of your routine. So every morning I get up at five, my kids are super early risers, but I know that I'm a better mom if I can have 30 minutes to myself with a book and a cup of coffee. Agreed. I get up at five 
and I don't even touch my cell phone. Like, do not go near your technology. Yeah. And I read for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little less. Sometimes it's a little more. um, But I just make sure that is like the first thing Mm -hmm. I do. And I had to, yeah, I had to like work on my body to get up at 5 a.m. But now I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not something that you can just start doing literally overnight. Um, That takes effort because I, I, I... I'm a strong believer that mornings and evenings are like really go hand in hand because the way that we end a day sets us up for how we're going to be able to start the next day, which in turn goes into how we end that day and so on and so forth. I like that. So yeah, so I put it in in the morning and then sometimes in the afternoon, you know, if my kids are napping and dinner started, stuff is done in the day, or that's, I'll sometimes try to work out in there, but sometimes I can sneak some reading, usually always an audiobook though, because I am doing yeah. some form of like prepping dinner, folding laundry, dish, you know, yeah, yeah, like household chores. So I usually mm-hmm. will get an audiobook in, in the afternoon. And then at like when I'm putting my kids down for a nap or bedtime, Thank goodness for AirPods these days, right? I have an AirPod in and I'll just listen to my audiobook while I'm sitting in the dark and I'm singing like the same two songs that I know mm-hmm. when I'm rocking my baby to sleep. I've just, yeah, I'll have my audiobook in, but I'll be putting my baby to bed. And so Aww. I'll do that. And then I read to fall asleep every mm-hmm. night. So I kind of have four touch points in the day Yeah, that I'm doing that. But again, I think it's, you know, I think if you read... um Atomic Habits, right? He talks about like habit stacking. Mm-hmm. Like if you do this one task, then you're going to add 10 minutes of reading or whatever thing yeah. you want to add to your life. And um, I think our phones can be so distracting. So that's why I'm like, I just don't touch my phone in the morning. I actually leave my yep. cell phone downstairs to mm-hmm. go when I go to bed at night. So I'll leave it downstairs and then I go up and then only my books are upstairs. So there's yeah. nothing to distract me. Yeah. I, I really like that. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. And if you just can't get enough, find me on Instagram at thinkhappy underscore co. That's C-O. And online at thinkhappyco.com. I'll be back in your ears next week with another episode of the Think Happy Podcast.